Okay, so welcome back. We'll continue um, looking at the five faculties. And I, I thought I'd just start with a, a few comments about en the energy concentration pair. Um, so that's uh, samadhi and energy virya. So samadhi is a state of mind that is both gathered and calm. So it should have both of those qualities. So there, there are times when our mind is gathered and it's you know focused on something, but we're not necessarily calm. We might be wrapped up in it as we're focused on it or generating tension, like on the computer that can happen. Um, or we might be in a state that is calm, but not very gathered, you know, like this sinking mind state, for example, or, you know, the kind of spacing out um, that we can have sometimes. And that's, that can be nice, but it's not, um, it doesn't have the gathering of the energy that samadhi would have. Um, so it's also called, samadhi is also called non-dispersion of the mind. And I like that image because we think, I think we know what it's like to have a dispersed mind into many different things. So it's, um, samadhi arises out of interest actually, which is related to both faith and energy. Which arises well, it arises from many factors, but we have to kind of want it, and and it's sustained. Um, interestingly, the commentaries say it is sustained due to happiness. So the fact that we are enjoying it and feel happy during concentration helps to keep it going. It's also happiness is actually one of the conditions that leads to leads to concentration, also some degree of happiness. So samadhi has a way of kind of penetrating into, absorbing into the object that it's um, working with. So remembering this image with the horses, we have that concentration is supposed to balance with energy. And so it's actually quite a high energy state to be able to be really gathered, really present. The mind becomes um, almost brilliant with its, you know, in the, in the full samadhi state. Um, so it has high energy, but it's not dispersed energy. So it's um, well channeled, shall we say, and there's no agitation or restlessness associated with this energy. So the hindrances, you know, where does this energy come from? Do we have to, you know, eat a big meal and generate it? No, actually, it's a spiritual energy, not physical energy. So um, uh, the energy comes because the hindrances have been reduced. And, or even ended in the case of jhana. So the hindrances of the five hindrances are sensual desire, ill will, restlessness and remorse, sloth and torpor, and doubt. And those five mind states are great dispersers of energy. <laughs> and so all the time when we have them, the energy is flowing off into these states. And when those get calmed down to some degree, the energy is then available. We find that there's actually quite a lot there. And this can take some working with. That's why it's hard to get into samadhi is that we have trouble with the energy when we're trying to do that. Sometimes a bunch of it will come as the hindrances reduce and then we get excited and we say, oh, I'm getting concentrated. And as soon as you say that, it's, it's sort of dispersing itself. And so, or, you know, or we, as we talked before about sinking mind, you know, the energy may be there, but we just channel it into calmness. And it's so nice that we just kind of fall asleep. So, um, 
this is something that we just have to work with. You're not a failure if you've had trouble with this because this is not a usual mind state. We don't spend most of our day in a uh, meditatively concentrated mind state. How many years have you spent not doing that? So it's not, it's something that we have to practice. Um, and for some people it comes easily and some less easily. And I'm not a, you know, even though I talk about it with some excitement because it is lovely, I'm not a teacher who sits there with a checkbox waiting to see that everybody gets there. It's not actually, it's not even something that can be willed very much. Concentration is a result. It's a result of creating the conditions. And if, if the conditions are there, it will happen and we may or may not be able to create them at a given time because, you know, there's a lot of conditions. <laughs> so um, it's more though that the, the, moving toward samadhi and the interest in it and the you know being there a little bit and then getting more dispersed and then coming back that whole process is good <laughs> and it's fun it's kind of happy um, the mind is generally getting calmer and happier and then you know sometimes something will come up and we just switch to mindfulness practice and we you know we just work with whatever is arising if some emotion or memory or something is coming so we don't need to feel like it's the you know, this is the only thing we need to do now, but I'm generating some interest in it so that we can meditate on it and um, you know, just see how this, how this quality is for us. Um, yeah, so it's, it's good just to engage with it, regardless of any particular progress. Are there any questions about samadhi or about samadhi and energy? Sierra? I don't really know how to phrase my question, um, but I have a tendency to get really almost like an obsessive uh, focus on things. <clears throat> and it, I don't know, sometimes it feels okay, sometimes it's exhausting. But I'm trying to, I guess, when you said that samadhi can be the high energy state, I'm trying to think how I can differentiate that that um that tendency that i have to just like have a whole bunch of energy burst and just shove it at whatever i'm thinking of or right. focusing on so i'm is there any advice you have for kind of differentiating between the two yeah uh, samadhi is a um non-agitated state mm. so it feels very uh it's actually moving toward stillness um you know the really deep samadhi is completely still but we, of course, have an idea about stillness is like when I go to sleep at night, which is not, not the same. This is a high energy kind of extreme presence. Um, and so, yeah, so we can look for that. The fact that you get exhausted um, is an indicator <laughs> that there's some restlessness there or that it's, um, you know, there's mundane samadhi, which is focused on some task or something else, which is fine, but it, you know, it does eventually get tiring. Um, that's like the, um, what do they call it? The zone in sports or something, you know, when you really get into it and you're just doing stuff. So there's, that's kind of good samadhi that's not um, spiritually focused. And then there's also, I think what you're talking about is kind of more agitated or gripping. So it doesn't have the serenity component to it. Yeah. Okay, great. But it's okay. It's good to have that ability. We all have that ability, actually, if we're interested enough in something. And then it's just a matter of getting all the factors balanced. Susan. 
I, um, <clears throat> I used to only know concentration while I was doing extreme sports. And now my body doesn't allow for that. Um, so I'm really being, I'm grateful to be taught the skill. Yeah. Yeah, we can still do it with the mind under certain conditions. Um, it does become difficult, like when we're ill or when we're dying. It's not so easy to get the high energy samadhi state. So while we're younger and fresher, <laughs> we can do those things. But you, you don't need any kind of a particular uh, body as long as it's not ill. Um, you know, literally like with a fever and things like that, it's, it's hard. But um, yeah. So as long as the body's reasonably healthy, we can support that in the mind, even if we can't do those more sport-like things. Yeah. Okay, good. Well, um, let's go ahead and sit then. So, um, again, finding a posture that will be good for sitting. and settling in, feeling the body from the inside. You can close the eyes, that's comfortable for you. Maybe taking a long, slow, deep breath and on the exhale, really feeling the whole body. So feeling all the way up into the head, all the way down the arms through the torso, down the legs, just making sure we have kind of full body awareness. In the post-lunch time, we can sometimes be a little sleepy, which is normal. So um, maybe sitting up, making sure that we're sitting up and can feel some of the energy in the spine. As we breathe in and out, sensing how the in-breath has some energy to it, tends to be an invigorating breath. The out-breath is more calming, which could be good if we're agitated from whatever the activities of lunchtime, but we also have to be careful not to move into a sleepy state. I'm just connecting in with that sensation of the breath in the body. You can continue to use the breath as the primary anchor, or if you have some body sensations that you usually work with, something that's in the present moment.
And we can begin by checking in with the body and the mind. How is it now? It probably feels different than it did an hour ago. That would be normal. So as always, we're working with the, how things are now in the present moment. Sensing if the mind is relatively balanced or if it has some wanting or some not wanting. Just being aware of that. Perhaps deliberately bringing up our inspiration and practice to be happy, to be calm, to be free, whatever it feels like for you at this moment. A little connection into faith or confidence.
as we've gotten settled in and connected, the body and the mind, how it is now, it's actually okay to play a little bit with the energy level. If that's of interest, one can deliberately apply a lot of effort for a few minutes to really stay with the breath or see the effect of that. What does it bring up that's helpful? In what ways are there unhelpful components? Could we soften those? Or deliberately backing off? How does that feel? Does it allow drifting? There isn't just one way.
from time to time, noticing the energy level of the mind. If it's a bit agitated or a bit dull, letting mindfulness gently guide it toward balance. Using the effort well to counter hindrances and tune into the simple object of the breath, the body. Happiness, serenity. Enjoying the flow of conditions that swirl around samadhi.
Okay, so we'll move then into a period of walking until 2.25 or 25 past the hour. And um, maybe you have some sense at this point about the balance between energy and concentration. And if you want to keep that up, um, it does occur also in normal consciousness. So just staying with the flow of the body sensations as we walk and noticing the energy coming up and down. So enjoy your walking. See you at 225. So we're going to have one more sitting together um, and then, um, then I'll give a Dharma talk and so forth. And this one um, I'll guide more at the end. So why don't we just go ahead and um, settle in for sitting and find the posture that's good and Just briefly touching into one's aspiration, the sense of inspiration in practice. Just maybe allowing mindfulness to be the balancer, the lead horse in the mind is continue to sit and for the most part as we get into these faculties more through a day like this a lot of what's happening is below a level that we could consciously work on and so uh, we just allow the trust to be that the practice will keep unfolding and it's going just the way it should for this day in this session and as we go along I'll, I'll touch into some points that evoke wisdom for us the final faculty
as we continue to sit with the balance of the mind, balance of the mind and the body together. We can open our awareness to the changing flow of experience. Breath coming in, going out. Continual changing kaleidoscope of experiences. The sounds in the environment arising and passing on their own. Various qualities in the mind, thoughts and emotions change. And it's helpful to rest in this changing flow in a simple way. Sometimes it can feel like the mind is a vast field in which things are coming in, going out, or like the sky. Other times we may feel like we are the experiences themselves. Flashing in and out. Knowing themselves as they occur. However, the experience of change is arising for you, just finding some rest in that stream, that river of experience.
so this quality of wisdom, the final faculty, is also something that more emerges from experience like concentration than something that we can deliberately do. And yet it is quite well described in the suttas. It's often said to be the wisdom of arising and passing. You know, the person possesses the wisdom of being able to see rise and fall. And so there's something special about just resting in the way experience changes that has over time a profound effect on the mind. It becomes much harder to grab onto things when we've seen so many times the way everything shifts and changes and flows. So this quality of change or inconstancy it's called anicca, and it's really the heart of what the Buddha pointed to in the early teachings. And, and from it, you know, there come certain consequences, like we, we understand that things that are changing a lot are not good refuges, things that can change easily without our, any influence from us are not a, a wise refuge. We've certainly seen in the last few months that um, things can change. <laughs> and it's, um, you know, it's not that we don't place any effort or care in things that change. Of course, I mean, our body changes. Please still brush your teeth and all that. But um, change um, helps us to find deeper refuges. And um, we'll talk a little bit more about that in a moment. But so there's that. And there's also just the profound effect of resting in experience that has gotten quiet enough and simple enough that it's not really about the issues of our life. So, you know, there's not a lot of kin in just the flicker of a sound outside or the passing through of a body sensation. And so there becomes also a little bit less gripping around um, myself. And so uh, wisdom has is usually seen these three characteristics of anicca, dukkha, and anatta, so inconstancy, unsatisfactoriness, or unreliability, and impersonality. And of course, it also has to do with seeing the Four Noble Truths, where we understand not just how things change in general, but how suffering in particular arises and passes. So it's like a special case. Okay, so I just wanted to fill in the general understanding of the fifth faculty. Now we'll have um, a bit of a stretch break, bio break, um, and why don't we come back at quarter past the hour, 3.15 here, um, and I'll, I'll offer some, some time to talk. Thank you. See you in a few minutes.
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.